Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. You cue my audio real quick. I just want to play an eight-second clip of something. And just, ladies and gentlemen, just to yourself, give me your visceral reaction to this. This is the former Vice President Joe Biden. He is speaking at a campaign rally because he's out there campaigning for Democrats out there. The uh, the lady's name is Abigail Spanberger. Just listen to how he talked about her. Look, health care is part of Abigail, Congresswoman, uh, or your Congresswoman's uh, background. <clears throat> need to play it again. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Listen says I need to play it again. Here we go. Look, health care is part of Abigail, Congresswoman. Uh, Spanberger. Or your Congresswoman's uh, Spanberger. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, your gas is going to keep going up. You know that, right? Just, just so everybody's crystal clear, your gas is going to keep going up. Just This is a guy who came out and told everybody that the only reason that inflation was as bad as it was because it was at a 40-year high, remember? Inflation was at a 40-year high, and he said the only reason that inflation was that bad is because Omicron was keeping people away from working. That's the only reason that inflation was that bad. And then what did they do? They retroactively changed the jobs numbers, and suddenly he turned himself into the greatest jobs creator in the history of all humankind. Of course, it's not accurate, but that's what they did in order to go ahead and tell you how great of a jobs creator he was. But I'm sorry, you told us that the only reason that inflation was at a 40-year high was because jobs weren't being created, but they weren't being created because of Omicron. Now you're telling us you're the greatest jobs creator in the history of all presidents. And what happened? Inflation went up again. So now it's the the, the new 40-year high because it went higher. Do they not think these things through? How many times do we have to to come on here and say, look, why are you guys making these economic forecasts? You know that the numbers are going to come out in a month. What what are you doing? But the average idiot, I guess, out there is going to fall for it. They're going to look at it and they're going to go, oh, yeah, he's, he's the number one jobs creator in the history of all jobs. Of course, that's preposterous. And anybody who looks around knows that that's preposterous. As we have said before, too, even Trump, you know, again, with Trump's numbers as well, a lot of those jobs were not new jobs. They were restarts from shutdowns and everything else. But then they went into the retroactive jobs creation thing that we talked about earlier in the week. I don't need to rehash that. If you want to have a question about it or ask about it, you can in the open line period at 4 p.m. today. But this is this is the guy that's running around pretending to be your leader. Can't even get anybody's name right. Here's the thing. Some of you are going, oh, it's just one, you know, it's just one member of Congress. No, that's the problem is that this happens every time he rallies for somebody. He never remembers anybody's name. How long has Joe Biden been sitting in the White House? Over a year, right? Am I wrong about that? Over a year. You realize he still doesn't know his Secretary of Defense's name. He still doesn't know his name. Every time they have an event together, he never remembers the man's name. I personally think it's because the Secretary is black and Joe Biden doesn't like black people. But other people might have different opinions of of that. I'm just going by Joe Biden's own words, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, Kamala used to agree with me. She doesn't anymore now that she has a job. Uh, Kamala used to believe that he was racist. And this is just, it's, um, well, she said, I know that you're not a racist. You just act really racist. <laughs> Seven and a half percent higher than the, <laughs> the consumer prices. Worst inflation in over 40 years. Again, uh, I wish I had better news for you. I just don't. So we're going to talk about the Stasi. And if you don't know who the Stasi are, I mentioned them today when we were at Pass the Mic. By the way, thank you to everybody who came out to Pass the Mic over Monterey. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We made a big announcement. We're going to be doing uh, the ultimate Taco Tuesday on February 22nd. Uh, so we, it's Tuesday, February 22nd on in 2022 and I will be there from 12 to 2 for Taco Tuesday at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. We're not doing another pass the mic. I'm just hanging out with you guys and uh, sucking down tacos and, and enjoying the uh, the day. So that'll be again February 22nd at noon for Ultimate Taco Tuesday. They got a bunch of taco specials and everything else happening as well over at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill from 12 to noon. Alright, so the Stasi. Now the reason that I bring up the Stasi is because the Capitol Police have now become the Stasi. So the FBI, we did a whole show about this, the FBI 
right, has now become the KGB, and the Capitol Police have now become the Stasi. So who are the Stasi? The Stasi were the infamous East German secret police. And you know what they're known for doing? Besides intimidating the population and basically doing whatever the powers that be wanted them to do, they were known for political surveillance, political intimidation, that sort of stuff. That's what they were known for. And you can't tell me that the Capitol Police have not morphed into that. So the Capitol Police have now been caught as we are rehashing stuff from earlier in the week. For those of you who are just listening for the first time this week, you might be catching up here. The Capitol Police have been caught going through members, congressional members' offices and photographing documents that are in their office and taking those documents outside of their office. And they've issued a statement as to why they did that. And it doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the smell test for anybody. The Capitol Police are also conducting investigations of anybody who is meeting with certain members of Congress. So if you're going to Washington, D.C. and you want to meet with your congressional representative, depending on who that representative is, you will be investigated by the Capitol Police. Without probable cause, it's a total crime to do this. Remember, members of Congress have, have immunity rights to conduct their business the way that they that they see fit within the confines of the law, without intimidation from the executive, which includes the Capitol Police. And, well, that, not just the executive, but, you know, legislative, executive, because Capitol Police are controlled by the Speaker of the House, but you know what I'm talking about. They can't be intimidated by law enforcement. That's the point. So the FBI, Capitol Police, all of them are, are not supposed to be intimidating elected representatives. But they seem to be doing that. You got 33 members of Congress now that have filed a complaint wanting an investigation of the Capitol Police for activities that they've done. We have also found Representative Louis Gomer has seen that the Department of Justice has gone through his mail and opened his mail and sent his mail back to him four months later. And they're not supposed to go through his mail. Again, there are laws in place here. So why is it that this is happening? So let's uh, let's let's go over this little bit here because there's an extra story out there that you desperately need to know about. And it is tied to January 6th and everything else that the Capitol Police have done in and around January 6th, including those several officers who lied under oath when they were giving testimony about January 6th and the theater that was involved that I exposed on this show. So the Capitol Police have issued a statement over spying on Representative Troy Nels, Republican of Texas. Remember, he said Capitol Police went into his office without his knowledge, without his consent. They photographed confidential legislative documents. They later returned dressed as construction workers doing the cosplay thing again. What is it with the feds and their cosplaying lately? And then they questioned a member of his staff. So this follows past reports that the Capitol Police Intelligence Unit has been quietly scrutinizing the backgrounds of people meeting with Republican members of Congress. Of course, there's calls for an investigation now. So this is the statement now that the Capitol Police have released. Are you ready for this? The United States Capitol Police is sworn to protect members of Congress. If a member's office is left open and unsecured without anyone inside the office, USCP officers are directed to document that and secure the office to ensure nobody can wander in and steal or do anything else nefarious. That is according to the Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger. The weekend before Thanksgiving, one of our vigilant officers spotted the congressman's door was wide open. That Monday, USCP personnel personally followed up with the congressman's staff and determined no investigation or further action of any kind was needed. No case investigation was ever initiated or conducted into the representative or his staff. Now, the reason that that statement doesn't make sense is that if the Capitol Police were merely securing the room after finding a door wide open, then why do they take photographs of constitutionally protected information that Congress people are protected from law enforcement intimidation over? Anyone? Why do they come back days later dressed up as Halloween characters and then talk to his staff? Of course, the staff says they weren't being talked to. The staff says they were being interrogated. Then why are they also denying that they were investigating when they actually came back in this fashion? None of this makes any sense. Now, Representative Nels has responded to this and called it a, quote, bold-faced lie. Nels suspects that the incident is connected to his criticism of Nancy Pelosi, the January 6th committee, and the Capitol Police's handling 
morning of the Capitol riot. Now, there are two news stories that are tied to January 6th, which further illustrates that the Capitol Police have morphed, at least certain units of the Capitol Police have morphed into the Stasi. And I don't know how else to describe it. And I know that that's inflammatory for some people to hear, but you cannot deny the tactics that are being used here. That's why earlier this week when I was reading this stuff to you, I, I would pause the show and I would say, do you understand what I am telling you? Because none of this is supposed to be allowed. None of it. And now we may have a murder victim involving law enforcement on January 6th. Another one. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And a good question here is, Casey, should every county in Indiana still be red, with the exception of three orange ones, uh, based on the latest COVID numbers in the state? The answer to that is no, but I think I I think I know why. Uh, see, the people who are running the Indiana COVID dashboard, they're having vision problems, and they have not gone to Southwest Vision Center yet. So I have. So I'm able to see these things very clearly. So you go to SWVisionCenter.com. SWVisionCenter.com. If you're looking for an eye doctor for contact lenses, routine eye exams, glasses, dry eye syndrome, or others, this is the best place to go. Super family friendly. My kids absolutely love visiting over there. They're always entertained. They got things and things for the kids to do. And then, of course, uh, they're always very patient and very good with kids when they're dealing with their vision and their eyesight as well. In fact, my, uh, my oldest daughter's school tried to say that she needed glasses, and we took them over to Southwest Vision Center, and Dr. Lambart was able to confirm that she has 20-20 vision. She doesn't need glasses at all. So it's always nice to have a professional in your back pocket. The best part is, is that Listeners of this program get deep discounts over at Southwest Vision Center, oftentimes beating any discount you get with your, your insurance. So go to SWVisionCenter.com, make your appointment today, and as always, let them know that I sent you. All right, so let's take a look at the Capitol Police. Friendly reminder that at 4 o'clock, uh, we will have open lines. Coming up at 3.30, we will have Sherry O'Donnell. She is running for Congress in Michigan. She's a frontline doctor treating COVID, decided that she needed to uh, to run for office. So we'll have her on as well. She's in uh, St. Joseph, Michigan. All right, so here we go. Body cam footage has been released that shows a Capitol Police officer striking an unconscious Trump supporter who was already on the ground with a stick repeatedly multiple times. So the, the body cam footage has been released. It is 39 seconds from the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. Officer Lila Morris happens to be a black woman, picked up a long stick that was laying alongside an unconscious Roseanne Boylan and then proceeded to strike the unconscious woman who was laying on the ground multiple times. In the video, which is heavily blurred out by the epic times you can you can hear the impact of the stick on Boylan's body. The police reviewed this and said that it was reasonably justified. Now, this is the woman who everybody said was trampled to death. Now, of course, they did use tear gas. The crowd did move away, but she was already unconscious. And then a police officer beat her with a stick. Now, Boylan, white, officer, black. How would this be reported if it were the other way around? If we had a dead black protester who was unconscious and was beaten with a stick while unconscious by a white police officer, how would that be covered? by CNN and MSNBC and everybody else. You throw this in there with the the now truthful narrative that has come out about Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was trying to prevent vandalism. She was not participating in it. And she was shot in the neck for it. But there's another angle here. Why have we not heard until now that Kamala Harris was at the DNC headquarters on January 6th in D.C.? Why have we not heard that? Why is that just coming out now? Well, there's still an unsolved investigation on January 6th. That is the pipe bomber. Nobody knows who the pipe bomber is. So now that we know that Kamala was in the DNC headquarters where a pipe 
White Bomber placed a bomb. They also placed a bomb at the RNC headquarters. But why is it that we are just finding out that she's there? And, and here's the reason why. Uh, the Secret Service swept the whole area and they didn't find a pipe bomb. So the Pipe Bomber planted a bomb after the Secret Service already swept the area. And who was the pipe bomb found by, ladies and gentlemen? The Capitol Police. How convenient that the Secret Service didn't find something that the Capitol Police did. The same Capitol Police that has been caught abusing people during protests. Had officers get caught red-handed, lying in testimony about January 6th. Has now started to go through the offices of members of Congress. Has started to investigate their constituents who simply want to meet with their elected representatives. There's a lot going on here with the Capitol Police, ladies and gentlemen. You need to be paying very close attention to it. So once again, I will say this. Do you not understand what I am telling you? we got Sherry O'Donnell. She's running for Congress in St. Joseph, Michigan. She is a frontline doctor who treats COVID patients, and she is running for office to be your representative on that side of that border. She's going to be coming up next. We'll have open line starting at 4 p.m. Eastern time coming up on 95.3 MNC. I know that there's been some rumblings that since I escaped Michigan right before COVID that a lot of you thought that I had forgotten about you. I have not forgotten about you. I still remember Michigan. And in fact, joining us right now, Dr. Sherry O'Donnell running for Congress in Michigan's 5th District. Dr. O'Donnell, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for making the time. I know that you've been busy. You've been uh, showing up on, on all sorts of shows. And, you know, I was I was made aware of you uh, through a local pastor who told me the story about one of your patients. And so naturally, I start digging into it. I look at it and, oh, she's running for Congress, too. So this is this is a great opportunity because I think we have, obviously, we need a discussion about health care. Uh, I think we need a discussion about pharmaceuticals in this country, about how the pandemic was handled. We also need people who deal with the pandemic face-to-face every single day on the front lines to be those elected representatives. So I'm glad that you're you're taking this opportunity to do that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about um, how you got involved in in running for office in Michigan's 5th District and, and just uh, who people can expect to get if you get elected. Okay. So, Casey, thank you. So, yes, the case that you heard about was a case that was made known to me over a weekend. Um, but before I go there, let me share with you. So I am a Christian physician. I've been in practice in St. Joe, Michigan for 22 years. The name of my clinic is Rafa Medical Center because I believe that we are, um, God is the healer. And that's what Rafa means, Lord, our healer. So I've been in private practice. A year and a half ago when the pandemic first started, I was called by an agency and asked if I would go to New York City because they knew of my disaster relief experience. When I was first asked to go to New York City, it was like the rest of the world was watching New York City implode. And it's like, no, wait, everybody's leaving New York City. Why would I go to New York City? And I knew nothing about COVID. Fortunately, I did go. My response to that lady when she called me was, if I'm a first responder around the world, how can I not when it's my own country? What she was asking me to do is go and fight COVID before we knew anything about COVID. But she said, you can work with little supplies in chaotic environments and untraditional settings. I said, yes, ma'am, now you're speaking my song. I took that weekend to pray about it and knew by Saturday that I was to go. So I called her Monday and said, sign me up. When can I go? Went to New York City, spent nine weekends in New York City, and saw what the fear that gripped New York City, a city of eight million people that is otherwise known in traditionally rough huff. But this city was hidden away. Eight million people hid from this pandemic. And it was real. COVID is real. And it, it's a bad virus to be contending with, but there is treatment. So early on, I was seeing treatment that was available. When I stopped my tenure in New York City, I came back in to treat patients. During that time, I also saw the division that was happening. Portland was being burned. Police were being defunded. I said, stop the insanity and stop the craziness. So last summer, I did a tent revival, bringing fifth churches together. We had a thousand tent revival that we pitched in the parking lot of Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. And I've been doing community unity services, bringing the black population, black pastors and white pastors, and the police coming together and worshiping underneath one banner. As I'm looking at the community, is trying to look at how else we can bring our community together and our state together. I really, Casey, felt like Lord had called me and said, your next assignment is public office. I'm
I'm a physician, that made no sense. I grappled with it. But um, almost a year later, I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And yes, I'm running in the 5th District in Congress. So I am a... Go ahead, I was going to say, you know, this experience that you had in New York, you know, obviously there, there was a period of time there and, and maybe people kind of forget that where you know nobody really knew anything. And I was, I was isolated early on. We weren't sure if I had COVID or not because there wasn't a test. Nobody knew really what the symptoms were. And, you know, there was, there was that, that huge fear because nobody knew, you know, is this the next apocalypse and that sort of thing? But you went and you were treating patients on the front lines, but you said you came back and you continued to treat patients because there was treatment. And that's what you've continued to do. And this is, that's how I ended up learning about it was, was through that. And I don't want to make this about your entire phone call, but what are some of those treatments that you're referring to? It, it's very much watching. And, and most people by now have heard of Dr. Peter McCullough. But interesting, when I got back from New York City, I compared Peter McCullough's uh, protocol and my protocol and his verbatim identical. Um, it, it is ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, one or the other, and neither is uh, neither is needed in conjunction with the other. So it's one or the other, ivermectin, the use of inhaled death night, steroid, and an antibiotic, whether it be doxycycline or azithromycin. And you've been very successful with your patients with doing this? Very successful. Usual turnaround time is two days. There has not been a single patient, Casey, that has been on the protocol that has been hospitalized. And Kathy, the, the case that you're referring to that the pastor let you know about, this lady was initially seen in the hospital in Indiana. She was not yet my patient, but she went to the hospital. She was diagnosed positive and they wanted to give her remdesivir. She declined and the physician said, and you can go home and when you get worse, don't come back. We will not treat you. Then they turned around and even though her pulse ox had the lowest it was when she was there with 77%, he turned off her oxygen and said, you've got to know what it's going to feel like to suffocate and die. That is documented in his notes and that's what he did. And this is at St. Joseph County Regional Medical Center. So, yep. Um, do you have time to stick with us? Because I'm on I'm on hard clocks here. Is there any way Absolutely. that I can hold you through a commercial break? Because I, I don't Absolutely. want to make this all about COVID. You're running for office and I want it to be about your campaign, but I appreciate you giving these, the limited information. So people kind of understood who you are. And we come sure. back, we're going to talk about your policy positions on other things and uh, and talk about the campaign a little bit more, okay? Good, thank you. All right. We have Dr. Sherry O'Donnell. She is running in Michigan's 5th District in St. Joseph. We'll have more with her coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Joining us on the line is Dr. Sherry O'Donnell, running for Congress in Michigan's 5th District over there in St. Joseph. And uh, Dr. O'Donnell, thank you so much again for coming on. And, and and I know that this is this is not about you being a doctor and treating COVID patients. And trust me, you and I could sit down and have a conversation on my long-form podcast for probably hours about that stuff. But you're running for office in Michigan's 5th District. And just giving, you, giving the audience a little bit of a background of, of who you are is just kind of why I wanted to set that up. But what are some of the other issues that you are really interested in tackling as a member of Congress? The schools and the School of Education and what's going on there, the critical race theory uh, and the anti-American rhetoric that's going on there, it has no place rules. And some of the things that we're seeing in schools is is egregious. I offer an, a, a survey to a kindergarten. I saw this, Casey, a kindergarten survey asking them, are they a boy or girl? Do they want to be a boy or girl? What do they feel like today? Um, they need to get back to education, inclusive American history, looking at our concept. Constitution. I am a constitutionalist. Schools of choice, uh, the, the freedom to, for parents to say that where their child should go to school, whether that be homeschool, whether that be private school, whether that be public school. Big pharma, big tech. You know, our, our amendments say that we have the freedom of speech, and yet so many of our amendments and our rights are being stripped away. Uh, Casey and I just it agreed, and I just, it's so frustrating. We are a, a government and a nation that is supposed to be, we the people, self-govern, and the overreach of government has to stop. I, I, the voter integrity 
liberty has to get back. Otherwise, it absolutely undermines our very basis of constitution, our basic of the electoral process. So voter integrity is top and, and key, and it has to be rectified. And I would encourage everybody that's listening, consider becoming an employee uh, of the electoral process, whether that be a volunteer and a poll watcher, electoral worker, something, but get involved, get involved, get involved. Isn't it interesting in, in Michigan in particular that even Democrats knew there was a problem in Wayne County for all of these years and had written letters that Wayne County had a major issue with fraud and, and at least inaccurate counts. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, that was a conspiracy, like out of out of left field just because of the uh, the last election, when they had all acknowledged that. As somebody who's running in the state, I mean, are you running into pushback even from your own party about that, or is everybody kind of on board? Most are on board. There are some that are saying there's not enough evidence to bring forth a forensic audit, and there's there's massive amount of evidence saying that we need to correct this. You know, I'm not certain that going back is going to do us as much good as looking forward, and I think you know, that's why I'm encouraging people to get involved and be aware. You know, when the, when the election, and I do believe it was stolen, when the election was stolen, I think many of us recoiled and said, well, our votes aren't going to count anymore, so why bother? And instead, you know, I'm getting fueled up saying, no, my vote will count, and every voter has the right to have their vote count, and we just make sure that that had never, never happened again. Now, when you look at the Michigan Republican Party, whom I've been a big critic of my entire time here in Michiana, um, are you finding that your message is receptive at the state level, or do you find that they are still kind of trying to be moderate, purplish Republicans and, and really trying to go along with the Democrats? At large, there are some purple areas. What I'm finding in the 5th District is most are very conservative and most hold the same values and beliefs and convictions that I do. But there are, I think the party at large is fractured and we need to come together. And I think that's part of the reason that the Democrats have taken uh, the full court advantage, if you will, for so long, because the Republican Party hasn't been as united as what we need to be and should have been. And again, we're talking with Dr. Sherry O'Donnell running for Congress in Michigan's 5th District. So let's just say, I know it usually doesn't play out this way when you're a freshman congressperson, doctor, but let's say you get to Washington, D.C., and you have the opportunity to walk in with a piece of legislation. What is your issue and what is that legislation about? Anywhere in the t- in the topic or are you talking yeah, about if, if you if we're just you walk to Washington, D.C. as a freshman member of Congress and you author a bill, your first piece of legislation that you sponsor. What does that look close like? The, close the southern border. Close the southern border. Close the southern border. What's happening there is creating such riffraff in every regard. I, it's a, it is impacting us economically. It is impacting the health care system. It is impacting safety. Um, I think that's certainly a, a top priority. Uh, if you're saying, here, clean bill, here we go, let's let's do that. I'd say we've got to close the border. We've got to make America first and take America first again. I'd be fully in support of getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Life does begin at conception. That would be as important a bill uh, immediately to support stopping uh, abortion and murder in the United States. Uh, but go ahead. Clean, final final thoughts on yeah. Final thoughts on how they can get a hold of you. I'm down to a minute. Doc Sherry for Congress at gmail.com. And again, the website Doc Sherry for Congress. Number that is four. That is the number four. Doc Sherry for Congress dot com. Uh, Doctor Sherry O'Donnell, we do appreciate your time today. Best of luck in the campaign. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you very much, Casey. Thank you for the time. Bye bye. Take care. Yeah, it's um. It was you know this is sounds right up my my audience's alley. So for those of you on the Michigan side of the border in the fifth district, this could very well be your your woman. So again, the website to learn more about her. Doc Sherry for Congress That is the number four. Doc Sherry for Congress And by the way, uh, especially for smaller districts, that is one of the better campaign websites that I have ever seen. And the main reason for that is it's clean, simple to navigate, tons of video with her opinion on topics. So you know exactly where she stands. So I would encourage you to check it out. And if she is your candidate, then give her your support. If you're in the fifth district in Michigan, coming up next, we've got open lines. You can call now about any topic you want. This is
This is when I turn the show over to the audience every single week. You can give us a call on the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone lines, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Give us a call right now. You can also post your comments on the live stream at theburningtruth.us or if you're watching on Rumble at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. We'll take those phone calls coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. It is open lines. Happy Friday, everybody. Want to thank everybody who came out to pass the mic today. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Pretty good crowd today as well. And we will be back at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill in 11 days, February 22nd, for Ultimate Taco Tuesday. In the meantime, FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 this weekend. We can't wait for the Rams to take on the Bengals. I think the Rams are going to win this thing. Uh, I think uh, Josh is picking the Bengals. So there's some fights on the uh, the live stream about who's going to take this game as well. But anyway, to celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code Casey when you register. So you can actually get your winnings in whole cold, hard cash instead of just free bets like some of the other apps are doing. So don't miss your chance to turn $5 into $280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Use promo code Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, to make every moment more of the Super Bowl. And again, that is promo code Casey exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and over and present in Indiana. New users only $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus is $280. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart in St. Joseph County phone line, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Ryan, welcome. You're uh, first to bet. How you doing, man? (laughs) Oh, man, I'm doing better. So I don't want to take up a lot of time. Josh needs to try some Rolos because he don't know what he's missing. Maybe he can do that for Super Bowl. Hold hold on a second. Like my producer, Josh? Yeah. He doesn't know what a Rolo is? I think you guys a while back were having an argument on the best candy you can have. He doesn't know what a Rolo is? I'm telling you, you guys got to show him what a Rolo is, man. I'm going to fire him Monday. Yeah, he's going to eat Rolos or he's going to be fired. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Um, Sherry O'Donnell, you just had her on and interviewed her. Yep. She is a girl. She is. I'm a Niles parent, and I've been going to school boards for six months. And let me tell you, these people are very devious. Clifton French recently helped me uncover CRT. It was very hard to find. Yeah. And uh, they're obviously still saying it doesn't exist. Right. There's the narrative. But people need to help support that Clifton French. Subscribe to his his newspaper because it's worth it. Every penny. You know, and here's the, here's the thing. Clifton was able to go full-time this last year, but he's only able to do that because he has subscribers. Yeah. And, you know, I, there, I got a message from somebody a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, we finally did it, Casey. We canceled our subscription to the local rag, and we're looking for another place to put it. Where should I put it? And I'm like, realnewsmichiana.com. Like, that's that's the person right there. You, you want an investigative reporter? He's the only one you got. And, you know, you can take that same you can take that same amount of money, and you're supporting somebody who's actually doing journalism in our community, and uh, you're going to get the best bang for your buck for it. So I 100% agree with you. Well, the Niles Daily Star writes this article about Black History Month, and, I mean, they're not the community. We are, and we're coming to all the board meetings. They are not. Right. And the Niles Daily Star pretends like our community is something else that it is, though. That's been difficult. And just Sherry O'Donnell comes to speak about the mask, quarantining, and the vaccination for mm-hmm. the schools. They said they don't trust anybody that's an internist. This woman is a fully accredited doctor. She tells that you're doing the wrong thing to our kids. Yeah. And well, you call her an internist. They, you know, yeah. you know what's interesting is that some of these public health officials are internists. <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't know why suddenly they're they're all uppity about that. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I, it, you know, how about how about this? You you don't trust general practitioners and you trust epidemiologists. How about that? Because oh, you know they're all saying that I'm right and they're saying that people like Fauci are wrong. 
but I digress. You, you know how it is, man. It's it's this. I do know. It's the game. It's the game. And I didn't even know that the Niles Daily Star is still being published. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing Black History stuff, and nothing wrong with that at all. It's no, just that you, you know, I wish that they would they would celebrate some of the lesser known but very impactful, um, you know, people who have been very influential and, and prominent in the Black community, and they don't. You know, I would love to see them write a piece about Frederick Douglass, but they won't do that because it, it would be bad for their narrative. That's the problem. They won't oh, do yeah. a piece on Anthony Johnson. That's bad for their narrative. So they, you know, it's it, it's it's frustrating. But you know, at some point in time, you know, this will self correct. It, it inevitably will. Generation Z seems to have large swaths of their population get it. They really do. I just hope that the community can you know help people like Clifton Branch and Sherry O'Donnell, and I just want the public to know these people. If, if you're not willing to be the one charging out front, that's okay. I understand, but these people are trying to sort them as well. Yeah, there you I go. Want the public know about it. There you go, Ryan. Appreciate the call, bud. Thank you much. Yes, sir. All right, take yes, care. Sir. Look, I mean, this is the thing. You either want a community that loves each other, loves its neighbors, or is divided and angry at each other. You either want a community that believes in facts and evidence and truth, or one that believes in hyperbole, innuendo, and baseless ad hominem attacks. It's it's entirely up to you. This is your community. You have to make those decisions. Uh, to the phone lines, Teresa, welcome to the program. Thank you. Just want to make a comment about the January 6th committee. Yeah. They are the inquisitors of the Inquisition. It's not inaccurate. Yep. Not inaccurate no, at all. Isn't. No, it isn't. And when you think back in history, um, the Inquisitors were the tools of an entity that was had a lot of influence over politics. And you remember, they put Galileo under house arrest because they didn't agree with the fact that he said the sun was the center of the universe. Right. And um, they were wrong. I mean, Galileo was right, and the Inquisitors were wrong. And the Inquisitors of our day are wrong as well. Well, let's not, and, um, and let's not forget too. I mean, we can go, we can go back through a lot of scientific history here. Albert Einstein was roundly scorned uh, in the scientific community for a long time, and guess what? He was proven right. So you know, it's absolutely. I always like but to remind people that some of the. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I always like to remind people that some of the organizations right now that are pushing some of this stuff are the same people that pushed Genix not that long ago. They're the same people. Well, and the people that are being held in jail over the January 6th thing without due process yep. and are being held in solitary confinement and are being mistreated reminds me of what happened during the Inquisition. Yeah, you're right. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that, that we're um, on very dangerous ground these days. You're right. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. You know, this is, what do we got, like over 70 still that are there? Some have been released because they got caught being abused and the U.S. Marshals Service did an investigation, found out they were being abused, and so judge ordered them to be released. But, you know, there's others that still haven't been charged. Uh, some that have been charged, they've been able, through discovery, to get evidence released that proved that the narrative of January 6th was wrong. And let's not forget that the federal government argued to not have those, those videos released. Why did the government not want the videos released? Well, because the video showed police officers letting people into the Capitol, not being broken into. So you can't be trespassing if you've been let into the building. It showed a police officer using a stick to beat a woman who was already unconscious and laying on the ground was not a threat. That woman later died. We got video that showed Ashley Babbitt wasn't vandalizing. Ashley Babbitt was actively trying to prevent vandalism and she was shot in the neck and killed. Everything that the government has fought to prevent from being released has exonerated the January 6th protesters in some respect. Not saying that everybody's been exonerated, that people absolutely engaged in violence and they need to be prosecuted. But the other people who didn't, they're the ones that are innocent here who are being, again, they're, they're, they're being vilified and they are, it's a persecution. There's no other way to put it. You got more open lines coming up. Again, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone lines. One line did just open 574 25 95 95 3. That is 25 95 95 3.
95.3. More of your phone calls next on 95.3 MNC. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream at theburningtruth.us and just click on live stream. That's where all the live chat is. If you want to watch on Rumble, you can. Just uh, went over 2,000 subs last night on Rumble, so appreciate that. Thank you very much. Back to the phone lines for open lines. We have Joy. Welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. What's on your mind? Uh, well, listening to the news this afternoon, broadly and locally, I really think that you should have the uh, you know a, a theme song on your show of the mission impossible scene because you've got guys inviting guys in and then going in and taking pictures and coming back dressed as construct people and then somebody will rip their face off and they become you know whoever yeah it, it's weird it's weird how when they're dressed like construction people they're like no 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 we're just securing the office and stuff okay why are you dressed like construction people then what's <laughs> what, are you... what are you constructing there's nothing wrong in here right yeah I... yeah why are you hiding if you're just the capitol police making sure that a congressperson's office is secured why are you hiding who you are you know i i, I don't agree with everything they did there but call it a an insurrection is really offensive to me. Well, it certainly was. Well, and I might have even been with the guy getting there with the feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. That, that would have been cool. You know, there's, and again, there's clear, it, it is, nobody's disputing that. I've never seen anybody dispute that some people got out of hand and they need to be prosecuted for what they did. You know, I, I showed the videos, I posted the videos where they engaged in fisticuffs with police officers. There's, there's one where they were breaking through a barrier and it was almost surreal to watch it because on one side, the cops started to fight. On the other side, it was the, the <laughs> protester who started the fight. And then in the middle of it, there was a female officer who had gotten knocked down because of the fights, and there was protesters picking her up and getting her out of harm's way. And it was just, you're sitting there watching, it's like, am I looking at a Michelangelo painting? What is happening here? None of it made I any it sense. Would, it would be like Northern Illinois University in 1970. You know, we, we knew what was going on, but didn't really care. But if there was, you know, some, somebody place go and hear somebody speak, we'd go and pay no attention. Yeah. But uh, we were by and large courteous. I, I just didn't do anything in my youth, anything close to that. I'm thinking, you know, at my age now, if I don't do something now, when? Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, I only hope that it calms down, but, you know, at, at the same time, when you just have this hyper-tribalist mentality to raise money and gain power and, you know, that's that's all oh. it is. You know, the angrier you make people, the more likely they are to to uh, fight for you and give you money. The, the more scared you make people, the more likely they are to give you money. And when people are afraid and angry, their brain turns off. They're easily manipulated. They're easily controlled, which is why everybody tries to do that. Well, it's up at the decal Illinois and in Chicago there were things going on but we didn't really get a Chicago station up there then and all of a sudden they get a phone call from my mother saying your dad and Uncle Gino are on their way up there to get you. Mm. Why? There's going to be a big riot over at your university. Black Peace Rangers are coming up there. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. Here? Well, and well, they did. Like, there they were at door. Wow, <laughs> crazy stuff. My dad and my uncle. <laughs> well, Joy, Joy, it's been a joy. You, I'm sure you've never thank heard that before. <laughs> Alright, thank you for the call. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you know, look, you become a dad. Dad jokes are just one of those things that happens. Uh, Tom, welcome to the program. Oh, I was there today in spirit, but my medication wouldn't allow me to make the trek. Well, I was wondering, yeah, you weren't there, but there's a lot of new faces there. That was great. Good. Tons of new new people that were uh, that were Good. at past the mic. So we missed you. I'm glad you're feeling it. Uh, maybe the next round I will wander in. That'll be great. Well, we'll be there on the 22nd. Now, I'm not broadcasting. I'm just doing commercial cut-ins, but we're just sucking down tacos for uh, Ultimate Taco Tuesday, man, on I the 22nd. Uh, I was wondering, Joe busted his button to get 
out of Afghanistan. Right. We had to get out, pulled it out. He bungled the deal. People died. Mm -hmm. And now, just a few months later, we had to get out of there because we couldn't afford to be there. We didn't need to be there. We couldn't. And now look at all the people that he's racing over practically to the same area. Well, I you mean, got, you got uh, what, 3,000 from the 82nd. They're going. And at the same time, they're telling all Americans to get out of Ukraine. And they're not going to send any more Americans to get the Americans who didn't get out of Ukraine out of Ukraine if Russia invades Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukraine is going, Russia's probably not going to invade. We're not worried about this. And the Biden administration is the one that seems to be whipping everybody up into a frenzy. That's the Ukrainian government saying that. Yeah, which stinks of smokescreen. Uncle Joe needs a smokescreen to cover up the rest of the stuff that we can't it's like, stand it, to look at. It's like I, I said before, you know, don't be surprised. I expected it to be Syria, but I said don't be surprised when they use a foreign conflict to try and unify everybody against a common enemy because things start going south. And again, I did. I expected Syria, and it looked like it was going to be Syria there for a little bit. But I think uh, you know Putin just being Putin provided them an opportunity. But this is this is nothing new. Now again, I've been telling you guys about the border between Ukraine and Russia for a long time and what's been happening there since the whole situation in Crimea, uh, because that's never really calmed down. Very weird when you if you watch the videos. What's interesting is the Ukrainian soldiers walk to work in full military gear, and then they walk home after their shift is over from the front in full military gear. It's very strange. It's not something that you would expect to see. You know, it's it's like a factory worker, but they're going on the front. And this is how it's been for years. And so there's been 60 to 100,000 troops there for a long time. It, you know, that, that number changes a little bit. There's usually a period of time where there's military exercises by the Russians. The Ukrainian government is saying that they are they are not worried about this. They don't have any intel of an, of an invasion. Um, and they are able to get into the Russian radio line. So I would assume that they have some kind of an idea of, of what's going on. But, you know, they could be wrong. It could be a ruse. Who knows? But the Ukrainians are not all that worried about it. And they're saying it's the Biden administration getting everybody all nervous. I try not to be surprised anymore, but by golly, they have my head spinning sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, it's, I don't, I, look, I don't know what to say. I, you know, you're dealing with one of the most inept administrations we've ever seen. It's only been a year for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, it, it's hard to beat 40 year worst inflation and the, the gas price surge and everything else that has happened, the record number of COVID deaths and everything all in one year. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane to watch that. And anybody within two marbles rubbed together could see this coming. Everybody, you know, that talks to you and stuff could see it coming. Yeah. The, the fuel crisis, the lunacy there. And it was all predicted. I mean, everything was predicted. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, when, when they shut the, the pipeline down that first day and people like the union workers were like, wait a minute. What? I'm like, he told you he was going to do it. Why are you so shocked? He literally right. told you he was going to do it. So I don't, I don't know, man. And it's, now we're paying double for gas. Surprise. Yeah. And it's going to keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. So what are you going to do? Well, I'm glad you're okay, man. I missed you today. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to make it next time. All right, all right. Okay. O- only, you know, don't don't hurt yourself. I just I want you to be. I want you to be careful. All right, okay. man. I appreciate it. Bye. All right, take care. It's uh, we got more open lines coming up. Five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream if you want. Submit your questions there as well on theburningtruth.us. Click on live stream or on Rumble. And uh, you got uh, what time is it now? Four thirty one. It is currently four thirty one. Talk about improving.
Impress Jewelry Creations. Valentine's Day is this weekend. Impress Jewelry Creations got 20% off the entire store. Some exclusions do apply. When you go into Impress Jewelry Creations, make sure you let them know that I sent you. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. As always, let them know that I sent you. Back to open lines, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Ken, welcome to the program. Thank you, Casey. Good afternoon. What a fantastic interview with the future congresswoman from the great state of Michigan, Jeff District. So did you that, like uh, Dr. O'Donnell? That was one power-packed quarter hour, say, in broadcasting. And for those who didn't catch that, some of those excerpts from that need to be rebroadcast, and then obviously future interviews with her as time progresses. She clearly is the woman, the person for that position at this critical time in our history. Yeah, I will podcast them, and I had a lot of... Here's the here's the number one reaction that I had from people about Dr. Sherry O'Donnell. Uh, she answered every question. <laughs> like, exactly. everyone. Like, she, she didn't give a nebulous answer. She answered every single one of them directly and specifically, and there was no dancing or tiptoeing about it. She just, she answered those questions, and that was impressive to a lot of the audience who were watching on the live stream. To cap it off, Casey, I'm vote for her. I live in Indiana. Whatever it takes. <laughs> See what I did there? You have a good rest of the weekend, my All friend. right, my man. See you later. You take care. You take care. Vote early and vote often, ladies and gentlemen, wherever wherever your vote is needed. <laughs> Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. Thanks for my call. Sure, man. What's up? Hey, uh, this president's in trouble, man. He, what did Trump do he now? Much, he's got too much stuff going on. He's got uh, Russia there on the brain. Yeah. He's got uh, North Korea firing the missiles. Uh, I know uh, China's looking at Taiwan. Yep. Uh, inflation. Uh, the, the guy's got to be getting ready to have a nervous breakdown. I, You know, I don't know if he's going to have a nervous breakdown. I don't know how aware of any of this he is. Honestly, have you watched the guy talk over the past couple of weeks? All he's talked about is how he's the greatest jobs creating president in the history of all presidents. That's all he said. I'm not exaggerating. He said that. <laughs> he's got this really weird chart, and I don't know how aware he really is of any of this stuff. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, General yeah. Milley, who is still around, General Milley said today that he had a, a conversation with his Russian counterpart. And I'm like, oh, so the guy who told everybody that he would have warned the Chinese if we were going to uh, go to war with them. He's uh, having conversations with the Russians right now, right? Oh, that's that. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think uh, I heard a soundbite not long ago that uh, a reporter asked Biden about the Afghanistan uh, get out. Yeah. And Biden was like, oh, you're talking about Ukraine? Oh, uh, uh, Iraq? Oh, oh, Afghanistan. Yeah, he's he's all over the place, man. He said he couldn't even get the congresswoman's name correct earlier today. You know, it, it, uh, there's a there's this art. Hold on a second. I was looking for this earlier today. And I've got, I have to find it. There's like 30 some odd politicians or something that are like, okay, it's time for a cognitive test. This has gone on long enough. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how else you can phrase that. I, I don't know if I saved the article. Maybe I didn't save the article, but it's it's like three dozen politicians are finally saying that, yeah, we need a cognitive test here. This is not okay. 
Yeah, I don't know, Casey. Uh, this guy is uh, out there, and I, I don't know what to think about it. Well, you know, look, they, they want Kamala as president. They want Pete Buttigieg as vice president. That's what they want. <laughs> they want to they want to push those two on everybody, and nobody wants them. So, you know, hey, look, let the let the Democrats keep doing what they're doing. Uh, you know, conservatives will do what they need to do. Republicans will do what they need to do. Libertarians need to finally figure out where they want to actually play ball. And that's that's the only way that this is going to you know make any progress. I mean, that's that's all there is to it, dude. It's it's a mess. Yeah, this is the worst it has been in my entire life. It's just game that we got to put up with it while they're trying to sort through all this stuff. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. I got to roll. Appreciate the call. All right. All right. Thanks, Take Casey. care. All right. I'll take uh, one more quick one. Larry, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, you got tinfoil hat on? Of course I do. It's not even all a right, Tuesday. Good. Yeah, it's only Friday. Uh, yeah. I don't have that good uh, expensive stuff, but here we go. <laughs> um, think back back to, what was it, about January 2020 when they uh, when Trump went with the uh, flight uh, uh, air travel restrictions, you know, for yep. the, the virus. Mm-hmm. Who was who was the, uh, was it Biden or who was telling them, oh, you're crazy, you know, you need to lift those, this and that. Well, Biden was one of them. I mean, every Democrat was one of them. Fauci was one of them. They all said that it, it wouldn't work and that it, it wouldn't do anything. Fauci later admitted that Trump saved lives by doing that. Yeah. Um, of course, Fauci won't Biden, admit to that today, but but that's exactly Biden, what happened. Biden was one of the Biden was one of the most boisterous about it, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay, because he was gearing you know, up, and everybody knew he was gearing up. Yeah. You, you know, I, I this brings me to the tinfoil theory here. Where you got to wonder where Hunter Biden was at that time? Was he over there somewhere where maybe he needed to get out? Ooh, just a thought. It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, U.S. citizens were being allowed back in, though. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know. How well, okay. Go, well, hold know? on. I stand corrected. Hold on a second, because Trump did say. Remember, they violated his order with that flight to Seattle because he he wanted Americans to get back into the United States. But if there was any positive cases, he did not want Americans brought back. So if anybody on the plane tested positive, they they were to be quarantined and not released into the in the general population. And they they violated that order with that flight in Seattle. And that's how it broke out in Seattle. So I don't maybe it would have maybe it would have hindered Hunter Biden's return. I don't know. That's an interesting question. (laughs) Well, I've been thinking about it for quite a while. I don't know if I don't know if anybody's brought this up, but you know. I mean, you've been thinking about that so long. Hunter Biden was able to convince his dad that free crack pipes were a good idea. (laughs) So that's how long you've been thinking about that. Holy smokes. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, like I said, I didn't know if anybody had ever asked that question, but I thought I, I, I have not heard it before. Be really weird. I have not heard okay. that before. Yeah, good observation. Good observation. Wow. That's that's a good. I mean, I, he could have pulled some strings, obviously, and got him back in. But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have fun. Yeah. With, we're gonna have fun with it anyway. He's probably gonna. He probably came in on a uh, you know a, a fake ID or something. Who from, knows? You know, who knows? God, who knows? <laughs> All right, man. All I right, I appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Okay. Thanks. You All too. right. Take care. We got more open lines coming up. News Talk ninety five three Michiana news channel and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel in the five o'clock hour i will go over the doctor who discovered omicron and she's uh she's got a very interesting story to tell about how she was pressured by the experts to lie to all of you about omicron so we'll have we'll have that segment in the five o'clock hour still doing open lines 574-2595-953 that is 259595 ted welcome to the program good afternoon what's up 
I have a, a, a book or that lady that, that talk about the Inquisition. It's a Spanish Inc- Inquisition, a book written by Mr. Uh, Professor Natanaya, the okay. father of Bibi Natanaya. That's one thing. Now I'm going down to Alighieri. So that's Bibi's dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's in English. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. Now, it, uh, I'm going to Dante Alighieri. Uh, you know, when he went to the Inferno, he went to the Virgil. I'm not going to go to uh, uh, do a critic, uh, uh, critical uh, stuff. Uh, yes. uh, when he looked over there, Dante Alighieri, he saw La Chiato Ogni Speranza, Voi Che Intrat. Okay. That, that means in English, it's abandon all your hope, boy, or those that enter here. So this I said about America. America is going, uh, uh, I never uh, thought that America is going that bad in my life. Well, you know, I hope, I certainly hope it can turn itself around. I really do. Uh, not um, yet, not yet. It's, we have to pass through it. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, so we had, yeah, well, you know, it's... It's a part of life, sir. Yeah, you're probably right, unfortunately. Probably right. I wish yeah, we didn't have to, to, but... Yeah, I miss today because I had to go to the bank to buy my food. Ah, well. I, no. I, I'm, go, I'm going to come on to, uh, 22nd of February. Ah, good. Have some tacos. Yeah. Maybe a margarita or two. You need one. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say, I want to uh, uh, tell you, God bless you and your family, and don't forget to send the kids to the uh, private school. You got it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Back at you. You are. Welcome. All right. Take good care. You, Thank you. God bless you and your family. How is your mom? Uh, she's doing well. She's doing well. She's yeah, re- please, relocated. Uh, please, and, yeah. Yeah. Please, uh, please remind me to uh, to hear when you see her. You got it. All right. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. All right. Uh, I got a few more minutes here. Paul, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Katie. Uh, how are you doing today? Hanging in there. A little tired, but I'm doing all right. A uh, couple quick things. Uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of people know that uh, Alaska was part of the Russian Empire in the 1886, I think, is when we bought it or something like that. Stole it, basically. Uh, Holy smokes, we got it so cheap. Russia. Yep. And uh, I called you a couple weeks ago about uh, opening our pipeline up, shutting the NORAC down. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Hannity's talking about it now. And even uh, some people in Congress are talking about it. Good. I mean, so, it, it made no sense that the uh, Nord Stream 2 got approval from Biden after he shut Keystone down. Made no sense. No sense whatsoever. Right. Uh, right. And, I mean, things are so out of control right now. But remember, people have to remember that a large chunk of, of Biden's administration are leftovers from Obama's administration. And what did we learn during that administration? They wanted gas prices to be high. They wanted to force right. people into electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles. That's what they wanted. They openly said that. Every time people complained about gas prices, they said, well, then you can get an electric car or a hybrid. And what is Pete Buttigieg doing every time he's asked about this? Oh. You can get an electric car. The problem is that electric cars are not affordable for most people, even though they've come down dramatically in price. Uh, you know, most people can't afford them. And they never let the cheap electric vehicles from like India in. They never let them in. So well, I don't know what, right. well, you know, go go figure. And of course, the federal yeah. government's only going to give yeah. you the tax rebate if you buy a union built electric car, which disqualifies Tesla, the most successful, the most innovative, and the one who started this entire thing anyway. So, uh, And also, uh, I don't know who's running the country. I don't think it's Biden, but uh, he telling uh, Europe that he'll supply the natural gas and everything. And <laughs> what's he going to do? Take it from our reserve? Good question. Good question. Paul, appreciate it, man. I'm on a heartbreak, but thank you so much. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good, that's a very good question. Very good question. Look, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. You know, every time he opens his mouth, he contradicts himself two days later. What else can I tell you? More open lines coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. You can watch the show on theburningtruth.us. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So let me throw this question out there before we head back to the phone lines. For those of you who watch the live stream on a regular basis, I'm taking a survey. 
survey right now. Go to theburningtruth.us, click on live stream, just comment in the chat. Do you want me to bring the song back for next Friday? And if you're listening right now and you have no idea what the song is, uh, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here. But for those of you who are regulars and you know what the song is, let me know in the comments on the live stream at theburningtruth.us if you would like me to bring back the song for next Friday. All right, the Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone number, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. To the phone lines we go. Rich, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Hi there. Casey, do you recall during the big guy's campaign that he said President Trump should be removed from office because at that time we had 200,000 COVID deaths? Uh, I remember something about that, yeah. Did he actually yeah, say well, removed from office? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I think now we're around 900,000. Well, more people have died from COVID under Biden than Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About three or four times more. Mm, that's more. So I'm wondering, should you give him a call and call him out on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I Didn't Peter Ducey a little while back, like when, when they finally went over, didn't Peter Ducey kind of ask them about that? I don't know that he did. Don't quote me on that because I don't really pay very close attention I'll, to the I'm White House sure press briefings. But um, I, I'm almost positive. If it if it wasn't Peter Ducey, then other people who I watch on a regular basis were making uh, making a comment about it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's look, every everything that he has said has, has been, again, completely contradictory to what he said for. Uh, you're 100% correct about that. And yeah, he said he had a plan. He had a plan. He was going to, quote, Ridiculous. stop COVID cold. Yeah. And and that has not happened, though. Well, it must be well, Omicron stopped it. The big guy. Yeah. <laughs> it must be awful for the big guy to know that he can blame everything on COVID. Sure. I mean, why not? I mean, prices, uh, inflation, supply chain issues. He can blame that all on that. You know what's interesting about all of this? And, and I, I wonder if how much of this is playing out and what's happening with Ukraine and Russia right now. Remember when the Russian government was constantly going out there and saying, we want to go to Washington, D.C. Grant us visas to go to Washington, D.C. We need to go to Congress and present our case against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's brother. They all committed right. crimes in the Ukraine. They all stole money from the Ukrainian people and we want them held accountable. And nobody would right. do it. Hmm. Well, I've watched the TV show, show of, or, um, House of Cards mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of that stuff on there is the way it is. When they appoint somebody to a position, they want to make sure they have something on that person yep. so they can make him do or vote for or, you know, it's look, it's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, you have the heads of schools here who will give tens of thousands of dollars to members of the school board. And that person on the school board will never vote in, in any way that the, you know, the superintendent or the, or the principal, usually the superintendent, uh, you know, doesn't want them to vote. And that has happened in Penn. That has happened in other school districts here. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of cash flow away from from the superintendent. Next thing you know, uh, school board is in their back pocket. It's just it's it's, you know, the nature of things. I will tell you this, like when I watched the first season of House of Cards, just because of my, you know, insider political knowledge. That show is far more accurate than anybody wants to admit. That's that's what I felt too. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, I'm not saying that as somebody who is on the outside, you know, observing all this. I'm saying that as somebody who has political operative friends, as people who have been uh, deeply involved in, in campaigns and interpolitical, you know, fights and things like that. I'm telling you, it's that's how it is. It's a lot of that stuff is exactly how it is. Um, well, even even they, to a lesser extent a with the murder and all that stuff. But yeah, well, the producers of the show probably got a hold of people and certain people in the White House and asked, you know, how, how does stuff you know work here? Oh, I'm I'm sure that they had political operatives who were feeding them, you know, intel and and some of it was probably pulled from headlines and that sort of thing. And um, you know, yeah. if anybody thinks that that's hyperbolic, just look at the Seth Rich case. Yeah. So, okay. There you go. Well, All right, man. Thank, thank you for taking my call. Hey, absolutely appreciate the call. Thank you much. Yeah, this is um in politics. Look, politics is a dirty business anywhere. Let's let's be honest. I mean, it is anywhere. You know, it's not unique in the United States. It's just the more you understand how it works. In the real way, that the more you
you do that, then you're going to be better able to see when somebody is lying to you, when somebody is manipulating you, when somebody is spinning things to their advantage and, and trying to deceive you. And most of the time, the people who are easily fooled and easily deceived are people who are inexperienced within the system. And that's that's a forgivable issue. You know, you're not expected to have that knowledge. You're not, you're going about your day, taking care of your family, taking care of yourself. Most people are not doing that. Most people don't have the time to do that. And that's okay. All that, all that people like me ask is that you at least acknowledge that you don't know that much about this stuff. Set the pride aside, absorb what's coming in from all sides, take a step back, like I always tell you to do, take a deep breath, okay? Look at something, not have a visceral reaction to it. Have a logical, inserted, intelligent reaction to something. Does this make sense? If it doesn't make sense, you have to ask yourself the next question is, okay, doesn't make sense, then why are they pushing this? And that goes with everything we've seen in COVID. It goes with everything that we see in a whole host of other political scenarios that, that we have talked about, you know, routinely on the show. If something doesn't make any sense, the next question you have to ask yourself is why are they then doing? And usually you will find some advantage somewhere in the political system that is why they're pushing whatever it is pushing. And that's where you start learn to follow the money. It's not just about money though. Um, you know, everybody says follow the money. There's no problem starting there. You can usually find what you need when you start there, but it's not always about that. So I got a really good question on Rumble. Speaking of union construction workers, what should the RNC be doing to encourage votes for Republicans? Um, now, this is a great question because Trump was the most pro-union president that the unions have ever had, and yet the union bosses oppose Trump. Why is that? Now, if you're union labor, you have to ask yourself everything that we had asked our union to do, everything that we were told Democrats were fighting for on behalf of the unions, they never did that. But Trump did. Trump's the one that took on China. Trump's the one that took on companies getting tax incentives to take jobs overseas. I have no problem with a company taking jobs overseas. If that's how the company wants to operate, that's great. That's wonderful. But you shouldn't be getting a benefit for doing that from the taxpayers in the United States. And that's essentially what's been going on. Uh, the Chinese steel fiasco, and for those of you who don't know, the Chinese are producing incredibly cheap, low-quality steel and dumping it in the market and charging less than it costs to manufacture the steel. Why? Because American steel and German steel couldn't compete. Much superior steel. I mean, it's American and German steel, best deals in the world. And they can't compete on price, and so you dump this cheap Chinese steel, and basically what you do is you drive the competition out of business. And it's all subsidized by the Chinese government. It's illegal. It's actually a violation of trade law. But the Chinese were doing it. And the, the steel unions forever have been asking somebody to fix that. Republicans promised to do it. Democrats promised to do it. Nobody did until Trump came along and Trump fixed it. So, there, you know, you start running into all of these issues that union labor was so concerned about for all of these years. Trump's the guy that got American companies to bring jobs back. Trump's the guy that got trillions of dollars in offshore money brought back into the United States and nobody else could do it or was willing to do it. Trump is the guy that did that. He was the guy that stood there for you union reps, uh, you union labor out there. So why is it that the unions abandoned him? And the RNC needs to be pushing that point. Like, look, here's the deal. Republicans in the past have been free trade and this is what we were hoping free trade was, but the reality of the situation is free trade was being gamed and we're all for fixing, fixing the system so that free trade isn't being gamed by the Chinese or anybody else so you guys get a fair shake. Trump did that. We want to continue those policies. Democrats don't. So why not Why not make that case? We, we talked about this a little bit today. I passed the mic too. And, you know, on a, a state and national level, the RNC has just refused to engage minority communities. And it doesn't make any sense. Now, it's not because they don't like minorities. It is because they view it as a lost vote because they're not going to get the black vote. They're not going to get this vote, whatever. So they don't waste time and money there when they can put it in other places 
places where they're competitive. That's how they see it. The problem is, is that that sows discord. It sows distrust. And next thing you know, it gives all of the evidence that Democrats ever need to lie about Republicans about being racist. And so that's what they do. And if you're the Republicans and you're not going to go out there, and you're not going to engage, you know, these communities and, and you're not going to win them over overnight. It's going to take several election cycles, but at least they know you care. At least they know you're interested in, in their concerns. And at least you you're showing up because I've told you before, every everybody that I talk to in low income minority communities, they hate the Democrats. When I ask them why they continue to vote for Democrats, the answer is almost always the same. At least they show up every two to four years. We don't ever see them until then, but at least they show up and showing up one time right before election as patronizing as that is, is better than not showing up at all. And when you're not there to actively prove all of the other slander and ad hominem attacks that come your way, as uh, as the Democrats always hurl at Republicans, if you're not there to actively dispel those those rumors, a lot of people believe it's true. You know, it, there's a lot of things that the RNC needs to do different. And I was I, I lectured people about it today, and I will lecture people about it in the future. The way that politics is being conducted by the, the political right needs to change because the old way of thinking doesn't work. Trump showed you a new way, whether you like Trump or not, that new way is effective, and he was able to reach out to people that traditionally do not vote Republican. And you had better start embracing that strategy and you had better start getting comfortable, um, you know, not just playing the field, but also playing the long game and letting your, this is, this is really what it boils down to. It's not numbers and it's not votes. Okay. It's human beings. If you can make that case, even if you're not going to get their vote, but you still let them know you're my neighbor and I love you. I'm here for you. You don't vote for me. That's fine. You got a flat tire. Call me in the middle of the night. I'm going to come get you. That's how you win hearts and minds. And the Republican party isn't doing that period. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. The NFL season comes down to this. Super Bowl 56 of the Rams taking on the Bengals. And to celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking all customers up with risk-free same-game parlay. New and existing customers can place any same-game parlay of three legs or more on the Super Bowl. And if you don't win, FanDuel will refund you. Same-game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game into one wager for bigger payouts. You can build your parlay your way with spreads, money lines, totals, Super Bowl props, and more. For example, taking Joe Burrow over passing yards, Cam Akers over rushing yards, and I'm willing to bet that Odell Beckham Jr. finds the end zone at some point in that game. And if you already have an account, just place your risk-free same-game parlay before the Super Bowl to qualify. New customers join today with promo code Casey to enjoy 56 to 1 odds on either team to win the game, and you can turn a $5 bet into $280 cash, not in free bets. Cash. That's promo code Casey on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and again, FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or over and present in Indiana. Refund issues, non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. We're back. Back to open lines. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Denise, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday. What's on your mind? At the beginning of February, Democratic U.S. Senator Ben Ray Lujan in Mexico had a stroke, sadly, and uh, underwent surgery to ease his swelling. And his office at that time said he was going to be out four to six weeks. I guess effectively that would give Republicans control of the Senate. I was wondering if hmm. there's any new, new information on his condition 
Republican and what you think that will do to the Democratic agenda as well as the Biden's U.S. Supreme Court nomination. Don't they have a vote by proxy? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'd have to look into that because I remember this being a big issue with Kathy Gif- Kathy Gifford? Giffords, Kathy Giffords, the uh, the woman from Arizona got shot. Um, okay. And yeah, you know what? I I think you're right because if she's incapacitated, she can't tell how the vote would go. She can send a representative vote on her behalf, but if she's incapacitated, nobody else can vote for her. So if he's okay. incapacitated, then nobody could really cast a vote for him. I don't think. Well, PJ Media had uh, an article about this saying that basically that gives Republican control. Yeah, if if he's yeah if he's not able to vote by proxy because he's not of sound mind, then yeah, I guess it would because it's okay. uh. It, it's a 50-50 with the the vice president um, giving the uh, the tiebreak vote, and that would go to the Democrats. So this would be a one-vote advantage for Republicans with the uh, the the VP only able to cast a ballot in the event of a tie. So it would. It would it would effectively give them a one-vote majority if that's the case, yeah. Well, I think also now Biden's pick for the uh, Supreme Court as well, because it needs to be out four to five weeks. Yeah. And well, Biden's going to basically announce the pick, what, the end of February? Well, and keep in mind that his first pick is going to be the most radical person that they could possibly possibly think of because they're going to make the case that it's sexist and racist that Republicans are opposing. Right. So that they're going to try and do that so they can go right into the midterm and use that as a campaign thing. That's what they're okay. going to do. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Would it effectively slow them down? Yes. But that could also play into the Democrats' hands. Okay. If Good Republicans point. don't handle it the right way, and let's be honest, they never do. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's it. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that he had uh, a, a seizure, so he's still out, huh? Yeah. He's out. Well, the reason I brought it up, there's an article today from um, his hometown paper, the, uh, okay. the, uh, the Albert Albuquerque journal saying that after a week, more than a week of occurrence, that his office has not come out with any new information, mm. and Schumer's been quiet about it, too. So Okay. All right. I'll take... Well going. I'll look into this, because that might be a good topic for uh, for next week, at least update everybody on, and I wasn't aware, so I'll take a look. Okay. All right. Thank you have so much weekend. for the info. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Sure. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. I got to talk to you about X-Fog, ladies and gentlemen. I love my X-Fog. I've told you this a million times. If I'm out working in the shop making holsters or making knives, my goggles fog up, and many of you who wear safety goggles and glasses or or if you have just your normal glasses on, but you have to wear a mask at work and it, your glasses fog up, X-Fog prevents that from happening with no harmful chemicals. You're not even going to know you're wearing this thing. It is whisper quiet, super lightweight, and extremely rugged. Go to xfog.com. That is E-X-F-O-G.com. Use promo code Casey. You save 10%. If you work at a factory, you work in a hospital or something like that, you let whoever's responsible know that you want X-Fog so you don't have to remove your safety eyewear from your from your eyes and risk injury or even infection xfog.com promo code casey and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel i am your host casey hendrickson so valentine's day is this weekend right allegedly well it's probably too late for you to do the right thing and get your significant others some giza dream sheets with authentic 100 certified giza cotton so you missed that boat you also missed the boat to get them the women's or men's sleepwear for 50 percent off but that's okay because you know what you can do you can and print off an IOU for Valentine's Day. That's all you gotta do. Go to mypillow.com, get authentic Giza cotton dream sheets. Dream sheet. See, I got the Green Acres thing going through my head now. So instead of saying dream sheets, it was green. That's how ready I am to go home. Okay, let's start over. The authentic certified Giza cotton dream sheets for 60% off as low as $39.99. That is a limited time only. You can also get a free copy of Mike Lindell's soft cover book with your purchase. And if you're looking for women's or men's sleepwear and loungewear, 50 percent off with promo code Casey at MyPillow.com right now. So don't miss this great opportunity to save some money and make me some money and make somebody happy. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Casey for all of these special offers and more, or you can give them a call at 
1-800-544-8939. And again, tell them promo code Casey to get all of the deals listed on the MyPillow website. Okay, so the doctor who helped discover Omicron says that she was pressured not to reveal that Omicron was mild and not a danger. You remember how many times we told you about the doctors who discovered Omicron telling you, hey, this thing is great. It doesn't kill anybody. And of course, the news media ran with Omicron is more dangerous than anybody else. Then we found out that local teachers and faculty at local schools here, looking at you, Mishawaka, they were telling everybody that Omicron was more dangerous than Delta. No, never was. The doctor helped discover Omicron COVID-19 variant claimed that she was pressured by several government officials not to reveal that it was just a mild strain. Speaking to Germany's Welt newspaper, Dr. Angelique uh, Coetzee, who is currently the head of South Africa Medical Association, said that during discussions with European officials, she was told not to say that Omicron patients presented milder symptoms than prior COVID-19 variants. I was told not to publicly state that it was a mild illness. I've been asked to refrain from making such statements and to say that it is a serious illness. So she was told by Western government officials, don't tell everybody that this isn't anything to worry about. You need to tell them that this is dangerous. She said that she declined. She uh, told the newspaper that she went, went on to respond to a question about her initial discussions about Omicron with European officials. She also did not elaborate on which officials allegedly told her to keep quiet. In the interview, she did say that South African officials did not try to pressure her, claiming that later she was criticized by authorities in the United Kingdom and the Netherlands in particular. She continued, I am a clinician and based on the clinical picture, there are no indications that we are dealing with a very serious disease. The course is mostly mild. I'm not saying that you won't get sick if you're mild, but the definition of mild COVID-19 disease is clear and it is a World Health Organization definition. Patients can be treated at home and oxygen or hospitalization is not required, she said. A serious illness is one in which we see acute pulmonary respiratory infection. People need oxygen, maybe even artificial respiration. We saw that with Delta, but not with Omicron. So I said to people, I can't say it like that because it's not what we're seeing. Wow. We had to go all the way to South Africa to find a real doctor. Isn't that, isn't that sad? Look at how many public health officials went out there and scaremongered over the Omicron variant. And I was always telling you that the people who discovered it were consistent in what they were saying, that this was a mild variant in the best thing that has ever happened during the COVID pandemic, because it was effectively going to give you natural immunity and kill off the pandemic. Earlier this week, Sweden declared the pandemic over. And you're seeing it right now in the United States that the vast majority of the country is starting to say, hey, we're pretty much done. Got word today that a big box store, I can't tell you who it was, but a big box store has now told their employees they no longer have to wear masks at work. The beginning of the end is here until at least they find some other excuse to keep it going. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. It's been a long week, but it's been a fun week, I think. It's uh, been very interesting. Don't forget, got a couple of events coming up. Got uh, got Ultimate Taco Tuesday on February 22nd over at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. I'll be there from noon until 2. Not doing a pass the mic. I'll just be hanging out with you eating tacos. Uh, on March 1st, Tony Kinnett is going to come to town. Uh, he and I are going to have the Education Not Indoctrination event, and we are going to be, um, be putting that on. I'll be speaking first. He's the keynote. And, you know, again, just a great opportunity for you to learn about critical race theory, what it really is, uh, how to fight it, and if nothing else, just to learn. And tickets are $25 uh, per person. Benefit's a great local organization, and we will have more details about that coming out uh, next week as I create the event pages and the blog posts and all of that stuff. Make sure you subscribe on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. The new show during the day starts next week at 10 a.m. on Rumble. And you also would like to subscribe to my newsletter, theburningtruth.us, where you get podcasts 
podcast daily show prep anyway. Subscribe to the newsletter. Join thousands of other people to get updates on what is actually happening with me, the show, and everything else. And occasionally, I will send you out little tidbits of information. TheBurningTruth.us. Have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day.